0: What's up, America? Brian here with Duty Honor Real Estate, and we have a fantastic episode, episode eight, with Clint Jordan. This is an incredible story that starts in Guam, ends up all the way in Colorado. There's CrossFit involved in hundreds and hundreds of agents, so I can't wait to kick this this off. So, Clint, thank you so much for joining us today. Now, let's get right into it. Your journey originally was in California, serving as a firefighter in the United States Air Force. And and it's it's really fascinating how you're a firefighter in the Air Force. So what inspired you at an early age to join the military?
1: Um, so I, <laughs> I wanna thank you for having me, first off. Um, so in California, way back then, we had kind of an affirmative action thing. So it was hard to become a fireman. Um, with who I was and where I was at the time. So I really wanted to be a fireman. So the Air Force was the, I walked into my recruiter and said, hey, dude, either I get to be this or I'm not coming in. He's like, I can't promise you nothing. I said, you better promise me something. I don't want to be a cook, dude. So, um, so that was really it, man. It was I, I wanted to do something that I was un- unable to. Um, so the military was the way to go.
0: No, that's awesome. And I love how you start because really that is an emotional event a lot of us go through. Is there some sort of a recruiter that gets us into the military. And I love how you're, you're right with them, black or white. You're like, listen. I'm yeah, flat out. Be yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> and he said, I, there's a good chance, Clint. And I'm like,
0: Don't. no, I love that. I love that. But, you know, it's funny because, you know, when you think of firefighter and then we look at your experience and everything you've done from Guam, Portugal, England. I mean, can you share? You probably have so many memorable moments Dude. of you in the military. So talk about those moments and how those experiences <clears throat> shaped you.
1: Yeah, so Guam was my very first assignment, right? You get off the plane, you're, you're young, and they take you to the clubs the first night. And you kind of learn what military is all about in, a, in an overseas location. Um, Guam was cool. And again, you learn to be an airman, like you don't have a lot of responsibilities, right? You show up to work, do your job, kind of, sort of. Um, and then from there, we went to... England and then Portugal. So, England, you know, you kind of make rank there, you learn to be a supervisor. Um, the British folks are amazing. Like, I, I spent the first 11 years of my career overseas. 11 years, dude. Like, there's nowhere that we didn't go overseas. Like, literally, the Air Force was playing us or paying us to play softball. we jump on a $5 flight on Ryanair, fly to Germany for a weekend. So, we learned culture and about people and about, you know, their different ways of doing life. Like, in America, we, At least us, it's kind of like we're, we're, it's us, right? We just think we're the greatest. Um, And then you get overseas and you get around these other people and you realize, hey, there's a lot more, you know, things going on in life and a lot of different cool areas. So I learned a lot from them. Portugal was amazing, small island again. Um, I would go back there a hundred times. It's such a beautiful community. Yeah.
0: No, I love it. And one, thank you for your service. I mean, yes, you. you spent 11 years abroad, But it was over 20 years in actual total service.
1: 21 years and 10 months.
0: Wow. Who's counting? Not. Barely. No. So that's incredible. And I love how you you talk about, because you go right into the experiences you had, um, because one of the things the military does is really accelerate, I think, character building and really growing and seeing, like you said, different cultures and really comparing and contrasting it to America's culture. And that's so cool because I'm pretty sure these experiences shaped you so when it was time to actually transition from the military to real estate, you probably were more prepared than a lot of other military people.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. Like a lot, unfortunately, a lot of our military gets stationed stateside somewhere and they're just stuck, right? When I got to Beals, it was like my fourth duty station, but my first one in the States, I got there and there was like 30% of our dudes in the fire department were from that town, from from U.S. City, outside of the base. And I'm like, holy smokes. There have been, people have been there for 13 years, dude. Like that to me just blew my mind. One, I traded. I literally, I had South Dakota. was my first duty station, right? I look it up, I'm like, oh, it's cold, I'm from California, I don't want cold. So we're listening and there's some other kid in our class that had uh, Guam. So I walk up to him, I'm like, hey, dude, got a girlfriend, bro. I looked up Guam, right? Guam's nine billion hours away. I'm like, you know, play the girlfriend card. He's like, I do I said, bro, if you go to Guam, you're not going to see her. He's like, well, I we don't want to do that. I said, well, take South Dakota, right? <laughs> so yeah. we literally walked to the MPF and, and swapped that day. And like I said, when I got to California, dude, I was like, <clears throat> kind of surprised at how many people are from that area that they signed up, and then they join that base, and they want to get their school, and then they get out. I wanted to stay overseas as long as I could, man. At the 11-year mark, there was not a single assignment to stay. So that's when I got to California. But you're correct, because now you just learned, like, in real estate, it's, everybody is different. Yep. We got, I remember the first client I had when I got out. Like You had to <clears throat> think like a civilian for a minute, and I was like, I don't know how to deal with this person.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's funny. You said it, like, I don't know how to deal with this person. Right. And a lot of med- veterans in military, we, we only deal with some sort of type of avatar. Right. That, like, this is the person high and tight, needs to do X, Y, and Z. And that's just not how the world is. It's extremely colorful. Correct. Um, but eventually, you came back stateside, went to Colorado. And it seems like America's backyard, I like to call Colorado Springs, made an impression on you. So what about the city, the state? you know, made you decide to retire because when we transition, it's already hard. Where are you going to, where are you going to go live? Right. On your own. Right. And then what are you going to do? So why Colorado Springs? Why the, why real estate?
1: Yeah. So I talked a lot about the transition. Like our military has, we're always told what to do, how to do it, when to do it. Right. We're mission driven, mission focused, like everything is, and then you get out. you know, like, what just happened like (laughs) nobody's you know nobody's telling you what to do how to do it when to do it um i thrived in it like i was like holy smokes my daughter literally told me when i was telling her i told her i was going to retire and we cried on um skype back then i was deployed and i remember when when i finally out processed from the mpf dude we walked out of the door and she's like dad you i think she called me a crow i think she meant to say eagle but she's like daddy you're a crow you go fly now and that hit me dude i was like that's super deep right and from that moment on i was like i can like there's nobody that's going to regulate how much money I make, how much time I'm spending at home, you know, none of that stuff. So
0: no, you know, thanks for sharing that. Cause that is a, um, sensitive time. And you know, my, even myself, like I felt like I was a homeless veteran. Like I was like, I don't know what to do. Right. Should I do this? Um, is this the right path? And you know, you know what you need to do, but sometimes you just need to hear it from someone else. And it's so cool that you heard it from your daughter.
1: Yeah, kind of random, huh? She's 13 years old and yeah. was like the smartest person in the world. Because all your other retired buddies were like, Come on, dude, go we'll drink beer. <laughs> yeah. You're going to be fine. Grow your beard. And my daughter's like, you can fly. And I'm like, that's incredible.
0: No, that, that is incredible. And, and that's all you needed. It's so good to see that. So once you found your wings and you took off, you really had to embrace real estate because based on what I have read about you and what yeah. I have learned about you, I mean, you are initiative focus and I love how you combine your fitness background to helping veterans and putting those niches together is so important. Please talk about the hero health project and how that probably stimulated your <coughs> real estate yeah. growth.
1: So it, we built the gym when I retired. We, um, I went, flew and got my real estate license, bought a gym that was going out of business. And then within, I don't know, two months, I'm a licensed realtor. We own a gym. And then I think I told you I picked up a third job with the old fire chief of mine selling equipment. Um, But we immediately had a kind of a bigger plan and a bigger vision. Because like I said, we built a gym. And the cool thing about that was 90% of our people are veterans, right? So I never lost that camaraderie, right? I'm still with my dudes all day. I'm just not wearing that uniform anymore. But we started figuring out, hey, you know, our main goal was like, how do we fund this for free? There's a lot of veterans that aren't still in, right? Our active duty military can afford a $100 membership for the most part. Um, there's a lot of people that aren't. So what can we do to help, you know, get those guys into the gym? There's ways to, to work that. So we started just doing, <clears throat> anybody that used this us as a realtor got a free gym membership, right? We did that for a couple of years with the ultimate goal of how do we fund our entire gym for 100% for free for veterans, friends, and families, right? There's a lot of times like a veteran gets 5% off or 10% off or whatever that is. And then the family and the friends are oftentimes not thought about. They didn't serve. In the gym, I think it's ultimately important that if Brian works out with Tito and Tito didn't serve a day in his life, but that's your dude, then why can't he come too, right? So the Hero Health Project was thought about five years ago or six years ago when we opened the gym. (laughs) And then over the last couple, two, three years, we started getting closer to where the real estate was... Doing good. We started forming relationships with, you know, Mount Carmel Veterans Services Center, um, USOF and stuff, and just different people and building different organizations where we're very, very close and just opening the doors 100% for free. You won't have to pay a dime to, to work out there. So,
0: Wow. Um, you know, one of the things I, I hear in this is really the theme. In, in real estate, a lot of, I think, agents in general get kind of, I think, suffocated with the idea of just real estate yeah. as their identity. Right. And I love how you, you talk about your real estate in what? You know, your real estate in fitness, real estate in <clears> really <throat> helping people grow. And and I think that's amazing. And that's a great tip for everyone to understand. Like, when you get into real estate, tag it with something.
1: Well, I think you still have to, and I, we're taught younger, right? You, what's your why? Your why? Like, I could have a singular reason to yeah. exist, right? Um, so we have three I have my why's I have my buckets I got my veterans I got my family that's money that's all that other stuff and then health and fitness and as long as whatever I'm doing feeds one of those buckets then we're good right of course so then it's yeah then you just start attaching everything to that and not the real estate like we could not sell 100 homes or sell I don't care right we need some of that stuff to fund all this other stuff but that's not my why no that part's gonna happen but I think you're correct that people get into that career field and they think hey they see other people doing very well and then that's all that they have, right? You're just yeah. like I'm just a real I'm a realtor I'm a realtor, and I'm like I'm going to do real estate, but I'm going to do mill estate I'm going to do, you know, TV and like all that other stuff to help support <clears throat> and then build that.
0: Oh, of course, yeah, no, it and it, and it shows that there's more to life that you can still bring that that Old Testament into your life. And I love how you talk about, you know, you you still want to keep that tribe close to you, right? You, know, you talk about 90 percent of your people at your gym are still veterans. And it, it's incredible because how you start, it really shows what the military talked about or taught you, right, in terms of, like, you're like, I'm going to fund this for free. Really, you're saying, like, how do we mitigate risk Correct. so we can provide more opportunity at the same time? And, and I love those incentives. It's like, you know you, you know, you get to essentially, hey – not only am I going to help you in real estate, but I'm going to help you get fit. Which is the most important yeah, thing, right? the most important <laughs> thing. Like, we can close
1: on Friday, and then I get you <laughs> for the, ne- the next five, the ten years. years. We yeah, get yeah. the
0: wad. You know, we get the wad going. Uh, but what really resonated with me is the Battle Buddy system. Yeah. In the military, you always grow from different duty stations. You always have your battle buddies in those stations, and that's awesome. And especially now with veterans dealing with PTSD, oh, yeah, dude. depression, and it's proven physical activity, physical anything really helps with that. And having that buddy battle, battle buddy system at the gym, working out with you. And what's the first them.
1: thing you give up when times get hard? Your niceties, oh, yeah. right? I give up my nicety. Like I can't afford to go to the gym anymore. Yeah. That's the one thing you should always afford to do, right? Give up coffee, like, but we don't, right? We, I gotta keep my electric bill on, or I, <clears throat> I gotta do whatever that other thing is. When this is what keeps you happy, healthy, right? Fit, and then we don't go down the path of dep- like all the other paths that we, if we don't do this, th- and there's studies everywhere, like that's where you're gonna go. Yeah. So we just make this free in a sense. Um, I was talking with somebody at the academy and they're like, hey, is there value in free? <clears throat> and it didn't strike me yet because I just want the gym for free, right? I want to be able to provide that. And I hadn't thought about it on that type of level. And the answer to that is no, right? There's not value in free. Like nobody – will give away free memberships all day and people ain't coming. Charge them a thousand bucks. They're going to be there every single day. So <clears throat> we kind of flipped it a little bit to say, hey, how can we still provide and give for free but then – add even more value to our community so we'll attach that stuff to mount carmel and like united states academy saying hey here's two main events throughout the year for you to use the gym and to use all that other stuff you just got to help on one or two of these right now we take 100 200 300 members of the gym and we send them to mount carmel when they have a huge event and say hey here's 100 you know volunteers now those volunteers now have some equity in that gym
0: oh and at mount carmel
1: And at USALFA, so.
0: It's a force multiplier. Yeah, yeah. That's really what it is. Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: 100%. No, and I love that. Now, speaking about force multiplier, you're really a driving force, not only behind that Hero Health, but your own team, the 719 Veterans Home Team, the Mill State Team. Correct. I mean, these are essentially over 100 agents nationwide, veterans, even military spouses. Now, could you share about those initiatives? Because those are a lot. Yeah, yeah. So if you could, let us know, how does that ensure our military community is serviced at the highest level?
1: No, I love that question. And then <clears throat> that's the entire reason why Mill Estate was built. Um, and it, it, I hate to dog at people that say I love helping my vets, but like when I hear that sometimes, I'm like, I understand what you're you're meaning by it and i would get it but for me like i i enjoy this conversation right i know you served so we talk on a different level it's no different than lawyers or doctors they like to hang out with their people too um and if you haven't you know pcs or not tdy or like any of those things you don't truly know the stressors and the timelines and the stuff that we go through if you've walked it then you know those kind of things right so i said hey why not just build an organization nationwide that with those type of people, you are the veteran or you are the mill spouse, not my daughter can't join it. Um, my mom, like those people didn't live that. They weren't in the same door. They didn't change diapers. They didn't live in the hotel. Uh, well, for my, di- my daughter, like we changed her diapers, but like she didn't live the process. So it became the only real criteria for mill estate was that you either you are a veteran active duty or a mill spouse of one. So you understood the timelines and the stressors. Right. And then I just, the brokerage, like it doesn't matter to me <clears throat> if you're KW or Real or Caldwell Banker. It just matters to me that you service veterans at the top highest level. I interview and vet every one of them. I'm on Zoom calls two to three times, two to three, four hours a day, making sure that we're bringing in the right people.
0: Wow. Now, a couple of things there that I think are bigger than just the real estate aspect of Mill State is really, you know, it has become a a catch-all phrase, like, I held veterans or whatever. Right. And really, you're you're demonstrating accountability. Like, we definitely need to, like, hold people to a standard, especially when they talk about servicing veterans. Correct. And that's really motivating. What's also motivating is how you really focus not only on that tribe, but it's really a niche, You know, people don't understand that military community is a niche and there is so much value in there in just servicing that niche beyond just like the brother sisterhood.
1: Correct. And yeah, and then just people keep trying to come in, right? You're like, I wanna I wanna help and you're like (laughs) (laughs) Plenty of us. Go do, you know, your neighborhood or the church or, you know, sports or something. No, yeah. So and then with this, like I said, it's just it becomes um, something a little bit greater because everybody in that group isn't there. If it's real estate, cool. But they're also their local experts. So if you're PCS into Benning, right, I've got somebody there. And you're like, Clint, do you got somebody in Benning? I don't want to buy or sell, but I need to know where to take my car. Yeah, yeah. You know, here's John at Fort Benning who is now a mentor, uh, <clears throat> help with education stuff. Of course, he'll help you buy and sell, but the network is built to make sure that we have those people nationwide, you know, wherever you're headed.
0: No, and you're reminding it. It's like... You, you spend 20-plus years, and people forget that you have a network that you built. And you have a network that you don't even know about yet. Right. And it's funny because network equals net worth. Correct. And it's so cool that, that you're thinking beyond. Like It's not just real estate. It's like, hey, I'm going to get you a legal contact. I'm going to get you a medical contact, yeah. whatever the case is. And that's awesome. Now, again, you have so many initiatives, right? We talked about the Hero Health Initiative your mill um, state initiative. But what about you being a team leader? The 719 veterans home team, talk about that dynamic because we got veterans listening that are just getting out. They want to get into real estate. We have veterans who are in real estate that kind of maybe want to level up to being a team leader. So talk about that experience.
1: So that's a tough gig. Um, Again, we (laughs) we, we, like learning personality because coming from the military, right? I was like I said, I was deployed as the fire chief in Guam. Guess who people listen to? Me. I was a chief, right? I had this earned or given respect from that. So then you start building a team. And <clears throat> I did it wrong three times so far, right? So I built my first one. <laughs> incorrect. Um, wash it kind of clean. Learned again. Uh, but to learn that you know the dynamics of people and then what they truly need. And then same as on the middle estate side of stuff. Like if you are a veteran and that's the circle that you want to work in, then find somebody like that. Right, find the Seven Nine Veterans Home Team. My buddy Dan runs a PCS team. Like he was a war off. Like those people know inside of those circles. So if that's what you're looking to do, it benefits you 100 percent to try to lock in or find some of those people. And again, you're, you guys are like there's 5,000 amazing realtors in town. <clears throat> find what it is that you want to do, and then find the ones that are really good inside of that circle, inside of that network. Right, everything that I do plays inside of the veteran world. Every video I do for American Dream TV, every <clears throat> like all of it is in the veteran world. So then every event we go to, Veteran World, right? Uh, Instagram posts, like everything is inside of that. So if you're attached to the 719 Veterans Home Team, guess what you're going to learn to play inside of?
0: Yep. Your Veteran veteran World, world. where you dig in. No, that's money. Um, It's so funny. You hit the first challenge that veterans have when they transition, especially into the civilian world, especially in sales. Right. Um, You're so used to having that chain of command and the checks and balances that come with that. And I, I had the same thing. Like I, I came out and I joined my wife's team, and next thing you know, it's not the same. <laughs> even the yeah, like, yeah, you know, the rank has nothing to do with anything. Correct. They don't even know what that means. And nobody's helping you. Yeah, no, yeah, you know what I mean. Nobody's, nobody's, helping. nobody's helping you. And so that is good that you remind people that you definitely have to be prepared for those group dynamics yeah. when you're in a whole different environment. Uh, love what you're, you're you're talking about, man. Like being a team leader is not easy. It's like growing an organization, having the liability, managing, leading, um, just dealing with conflict, right? Challenges yeah. that are in the business. I mean, it's it's wearing, and I'm glad that you're honest because we all fail. Like we're all failing one, two, three yeah. times, but every time you come back even better. It's like working out, right? <laughs> right. Tear yeah. yeah. muscle, bring it up.
1: Correct. Good analogy.
0: No, that's no, it's incredible because I I think people need to be prepared to fail. Usually in the military, we have like the SOP, we have the mission. There's so many layers of mitigated right. risk. Right. Right. You know, it's like how can you not like? <laughs> you know? yeah, it's impossible to. Yeah. Yeah. And so. People need to have that reality, and I, I really appreciate you saying that. And another tip like that I, I can't emphasize enough is that you need to really figure out what you want to do and then go find someone who's doing that.
1: Yeah, so that's key, right? And like I said, there's, oh, what do we got, 5,500 realtors in yeah, town something or something? Yeah, like that. Um, and then there's 10% that are really, really doing a lot of business, and of those 10%, the majority of them are doing something a little bit different. <clears throat> Talk to them. I literally had some dude call me the other day, and he says, hey, um... Oh, he wanted to get on a phone call. He wants to become a realtor. He's a first sergeant. and um, He said, hey, I, have <clears throat> I talked to another lady in, in Keller Williams and our brokerages, and he's like, and what makes you different? What makes me need to come to work for you type of deal? And I said, um, <clears throat> we're probably having the wrong conversation here, dude. I need to be interviewing you. You don't get to ask, like, what is Clint different from this other person? Let's sit down and talk about things real quick because my team, like you like I said, you fail a bunch of times because you build it wrong, Right. And then you rethink, you go back to the drawing board, you go talk to people that know what they're doing, redo it again. Second team fails miserably. Third team, you're like, all right, now I kind of have an idea on how to build this. I don't just let you in because you want to be on my team, right? I know who I need to function at a super high level. I know what I can give you. And if what you need isn't what I'm given, then that's not going to work. Let's talk about a different team then. But if I'm interviewing you and I'm like, hey, man, what's important to you? Are you like, dude, I really love church and um, – You know, kids baseball. And I'm like, sweet, because I'm not involved in either one of those. My kids are older, but let's find you a team that does, right? Because if that's where you want to be, then find the people that are in that. There's plenty of them out there. So literally, I don't like the conversations don't happen that way anymore. I'm like, no, 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 we'll meet up and we'll see if you're a good fit for the team. Because I know exactly where Clint's focused on. And we don't stray, dude. If that's not one of my buckets, I spend zero energy outside of one of those three buckets.
0: Wow. Um Wow. it's, it's so good to have this conversation because to get into real estate, you just have to take a test. Yes. Right? <laughs> yeah. And so yeah. the barriers of entry are really low, like the probably team. less than this floor that we're standing on right now. And I love how you you, you started setting barriers of entry. You really started scrutinizing them, asking right. them questions, really getting into their why that you talked about. And, and, and not only if it, if it didn't make sense for them, you know, you're like, well, I'm going to take you somewhere where it makes sense. That's because, important, dude. Yeah, because at the end of the day, those 5,000 agents could be better cool. if you're doing that. And a lot of team leaders just don't have time to reposition that that asset, if you will. Yeah. And so that's <clears> awesome. And I don't
1: know if it's time or not. We might have a difference of opinion or, on that. Or but
0: focus or yeah, you know, attention.
1: We just don't. And maybe it's time, like you said, because it, it, it does take time. Like oh, if okay. I'm going to go introduce somebody to you guys, you know, that's a conversation. That's some time. I'm going to say, hey, man. Group down there is way better at what you're looking for. Let's go talk to them. So
0: yeah, you're right. Money. Um, so, I mean, there's a huge pivot that happened recently, from what I'm gathering in your stories. Right? You went from active active military, you transitioned into real estate, and you really started growing these initiatives. But then I feel like you probably discovered I have to amplify my message even more and that's where i see the american dream tv coming into play and you were you highlight you highlight yourself your team your 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 organizations that you support the military community and you've reached to over 25 million yeah. viewers i mean that's that's incredible first of all so congratulations there thank you so but you definitely need to talk more about this endeavor because not just of the people you've debuted in the in those stories and stuff, but a lot of military, it may be a little frightening to, like, put yourself out there on a, on a huge scale like no, that. Oh, yeah. Dude. So if you could talk about, like, your decision to go on American Dream TV and how that's really changed <clears throat> your view on being a professional.
1: Yeah, so I... Like sit in the military, do you just do what you're told to do, right? Told to do it, you learn how to do it better than everybody else. You get promoted faster. That was my logic and theory. I'm like, sweet, I could study. And then if you're my supervisor, you're like, Clint, mop that floor. And I'm like, how well do you want that floor mopped? And you're like, well, I want you to use two mops. And the other guys are like, I'm only using one, dude. I'm like, well, he just told us to use two. So I would use two, right? You get out and there's nobody that's telling you to do these things. But I... I know that like you have to take – every opportunity you don't take, right? You, you don't – you're not going to know the result of that or the outcome of it. So <clears throat> I take every single opportunity I can if it fills one of my three buckets. And I don't care what it is, dude. Like getting on TV was scary. <laughs> like the first episode, you're like – it's just – it's there, man. And you're like, I don't know. They don't give you a lot of direction. They don't produce it. <clears throat> you come up with your own script, your own storyboard, your, your guest. You send it in and they put it and they make a show out of it. But um, – so I remember I'm like, hey, man, like we don't know if we can't or can't do something unless we do it. We don't know the doors <clears throat> that are going to be open by the opportunities that we take. We do know what's not going to happen if you don't take those opportunities, right? So I'm an advocate of do it. Like if I can get in that door, man, get me in the door, man, and I'm going to figure out what I can do with that. So we got on it, and I said it seemed to be a, a decent idea for me. And then, again, <clears throat> I'm a buckets kind of guy. So I said if it doesn't fill one of those buckets, then I'm not going to put them or it on the show, right? You – You can put houses, you can put real estate. It's lifestyle, community, and real estate, is what the show's about. In nine or ten episodes, guess how many houses of real estate I put on? None. Zero, dude, right? Because there's a billion veterans in town that I can highlight. There's organizations. We were at the Broadmoor for the Citizen Soldier Connection golf tournament.
0: It's
1: dope, dude. These guys just literally give money to our veterans who need help. Like you, if your car broke down and you couldn't make your car payment, you submit a thing to them and say, hey, I need $552.
0: <clears throat>
1: Here's a reason why I can't pay it. The board votes on it and then gives the money to your mortgage company or to your, you know, whoever owns the mortgage to the car. So from that, I become a board member of that organization now, right? Now I'm sitting at a table with 12 veterans in the community that are fairly well-respected make decent decisions in life. I interviewed the president of the Broadmoor in that tournament, Jack, like, Well, who was Clint to interview Jack, right? Um, But because I took that opportunity, and because Dave's there, and because I'm like, hey man, we'll get you in front of 25 million people. I was at the Comic Con. Lou Ferrigno was there. Did you? The Hulk. (laughs) The Hulk, dude. So guess what I did? I cut a little bit of weight, painted myself green, and we went to the Comic Con and we videoed it. Man, I walked around the corner. Lou Ferrigno's like this. I went, and I held a microphone. Right? He's like, let's go. So I literally interviewed Lou Ferrigno and then Joey Fatone from Insync and. Bill Murphy from Practical Jokers. Um, And then like our last episode, dude, because of the connections that you make through all that stuff, I had the mayor up at Santa's Village, like on my show. He'll be on our next show because we take those opportunities. And then in them, like I said at night, no dogging anybody who highlights houses and stuff. And I hope that that works well. And you get 42 listings. Nothing I do in life is about real estate listings or that's not my return on anything, right? It's return on time and return on relationships. And if I could build something out of those, then perfect. I said, the mayor came up because of the relationships that we had built because <clears throat> we're getting in front of 25, 30 million people. And at Mount Carmel is one of my episodes. Like I said, we just use that platform now. To I jumped out of the air. Dude, I called Colorado skydiving and said, hey, man, can I bring some wounded warrior people out here and just jump? It's for my show. I'll highlight you guys on the show. They're like, oh, yeah. Literally, dude, all day. We're just out there filming, jumping. They gave us all their video. And then guess what? And I got four veterans, you know, wounded warrior dudes that never been in a plane before, never jumped before. Now they get all this footage and... I'm like, cool. Like, that's what I get to do with this stuff? I'm like, I'm in all day for that.
0: No, what have I been missing? Like, it's incredible. American Dream TV provided you all these opportunities. And I love how you you really take everything we talk about, like, to a military lesson. And you're right. In the military, they give you a lot of specific tasks, and then you're also supposed to know the implied task. And you're like well, should I take this initiative? Should I go do this? And, you know, we, we are taught with that what to do and you should have the implied task. But really, you really need to know your why because you're like, if I'm going to take this opportunity, well, I need to know my purpose. So it right. goes back to task and purpose. So I love how you, you started with that. Um, one thing that I, I'm definitely going to take from you is I just got to get in the door. So it's, yeah. it's very like military, like we gotta <coughs> breach this door. Yep. We gotta get in. And once I'm in, I can take over. It's me, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know? And that's so cool to really highlight to a lot of veterans kinda of like a basic instinct that yeah. we have. So and and that's really would motivate a lot of people because a lot of veterans, they're gonna get nervous. They're gonna forget that they could breach doors. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah,
1: that's what they're trained to do, right? Like yeah. literally, that's what we do.
0: Yeah, no, I love it. So Ke- Grant,
1: so I think it was in a Grant Cardone book. I think his Ten X book, of course. Yeah. So like, if I start feeling like I'm being a victim a lot of times in life, I just reread Ten X. Not yep. a huge Grant, like, but that book I, is incredible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Ten X book. He talks about that. He's like, man, like he got a call one time to go on news or something. He's like, I didn't know anything about what I was talking about, but he's like, I'm in. If I'm being called a man, and like with the publicist dude for Mill Estate, his entire job, dude, is just to send out press kits to news channels. And then he pings me and says, hey, Clint, can you talk <clears throat> on Tuesday on Schwab Network News about this, this, and this? And I'm like, yep. And then <laughs> what do you do? They're looking up this, this, and this, right? You're like, oh, I know. I could do this. Totally yeah. could do this. But instead of being that, you know, you're scared. You're like, oh, no, no. Actually, I could yeah. talk to Green Homes because they're going to write an article. I'm like, no, let's do it. Let's in all the time, the dude. Get in the door, man. I just gotta get in
0: the door. Yep. No, I love it. And it's cool because you're taking these experiences and then you're sharing them. Like that's awesome. The Wounded Warrior, jumping out of planes. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's incredible. Those are memories that are gonna last a lifetime. And for veterans, that's really how we bond. It's like through those experiences. And so if you continue them in the civilian world, it just solidifies it so much. No, that that that's incredible. American Dream T V provides that. It's
1: yeah. <clears throat> we we're just we had a mastermind this morning, man. Like it's hard to think that I'm a part of an organization like that. And I don't talk too highly mm. about, like, the, the thing's incredible. Like, like, literally the mayor, dude, yeah. was out at Santa with his family. Because Clint asked, hey, can yeah. we get the mayor out here?
0: Crazy. Love it. Love it. They were yeah. going to let
1: us land a helicopter on the Broadmoor. <laughs> literally land a helicopter for the, the show, dude. And I'm like, and all we have is two, I think we had four or five hundred people out there just golfing to raise money for veterans the whole show is just on the them it's raising awareness. money. Yeah, dude. Awareness. And I can put that in front of 25
0: uh, million I, 30 million people. I would tell you self-promotion is self-preservation and so that's good that you're using that platform to really get the message out there. Yeah. Cuz you know when you're self-promoting yourself you're really promoting the military community which is what you embody. Correct. And that that's incredible. Now, let's go back. Let's let's get real. Because I as a father, a husband, uh, I have a daughter, too. Like, how do you even balance this? Because, first of all, you're a licensed real estate professional. So that in itself is demanding. Right. Your husband, a father, you're a gym owner. You could imagine all the objections you hear from people. <laughs> I'm not going to go to work out or today or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And you're dealing with that. So how do you balance these roles? Because, you know, a lot of military, they'll get into a new environment and – they need to figure out how to deal with this new type of stress. It's not a stress <clears> that you can necessarily control like right. we used to in the military. So how do you tie this all together?
1: Well, so I I think stress is it's a stress is a result of a, a thing that we're thinking about, right? <clears throat> so we use stress as a there's a they're in a different kind of stress environment or something else. Stress literally is how am I reacting mentally to that thing. So we can control that. I'm a huge mindset guy. You read since I got out, man, I've been working on the mindset thing because I didn't, wasn't able to do it before. But that's my thought on stress. Like, we could control that kind of stuff, right? Um, but then it becomes, the like you said, the balance. Like, what does balance mean to you? To me, like my wife, my kids, we know the whys. Like, we need to, you know, here's my buckets, here's my whys. And to juggle those things, again, if I stray outside of those buckets... <clears throat> if I go and I squirrel for a moment, well, that's, take, that's distracting from the family thing, right? If I'm able to build a team that can do more work for me, then I have more time for my family, right? If we're able to bring veterans in and then it ultimately all ties back into the same three things. But if I can focus on those, then that's my balance. And everybody's balance is a little bit different. People say if you want to make a million bucks, like you're not going to have a lot of balance. You're going to work, right? And then balance later, like what's important to you? And then make sure that like family is to me. So we have movie nights, we do Sunday dinners, we if the kids have orchestra or something, you know, I have two of my own and then my wife has two younger ones. My older kids are grown, so now I go to orchestras at five o'clock at night instead of coaching baseball. But that's a balance, right? Again, if I know that it's we're focusing on these buckets and that took a lot of years because you wanna do everything. You're like, Man, I gotta go, but I don't know where I'm going. Right? I just got out of the military and like I wanna hustle, but you know, just movement for the sake of movement isn't yeah, it's not <clears> progress. But, yeah, it's progress. But we don't know how to get there, man. So once I learned and, and figured out this is what's really important to me and write those things down and know them and, and live them. And like I said, there's nothing that breaks into those. But nothing makes it in there. Like if it's not it's on my calendar, Cassie runs my calendar. And like if it's not, it just doesn't go in there. And then that's my balance because I don't deal with that stuff anymore.
0: I feel like I'm getting counseled. You know? <laughs> um, but no, I love this because – you know, we, we come out of the military and we're hot and heavy and we're like, yeah, we're super soldiers. We've done X, Y, and Z. Right. And you forget it's really an inside job. Like new environment, new stresses, yeah. new skill sets that you have to learn. And how about.
1: hard is it for you? What were you? What did you, what did you come out major, as? Major. So major. Yeah. Sorry no, about
0: that. No, no you're good. You're good. <laughs> sorry,
1: come out, <laughs> come out as a major or a E8 or E9 or somebody. And, like, you're important, right? People yeah. are listening to you. And then, like you said, you go get your real estate license. You join. <laughs> yeah. <it's> nobody. Nobody's <laughs> talking to you you're like this. Just two days ago, dude, I was, like, in charge of 80 people in the fire department, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's the transition is the, tough.
0: It's a mindset thing. And it, you said it. Like, we really, like, yes, there's, like, training for resiliency. Right. But none of that, that's just, like, check the box. Uh, but it's really cool that you're, like, dude, I'm really focusing on this. And you, it people need to do that. You need to maintain that, uh, and so that's awesome uh, because the, the suicide is real. Oh yeah, you dude. know, and and it's good that you know, grown man, twenty plus years. You're like, no, oh, I still gotta work. Still yep. gotta work right here. Uh, you, you talk about balance and that everyone talks about balance, right? Yeah. They don't understand like really like you were saying. It's like, yeah, you want to make a million dollars, but you're going to put in some work. Right. And you may not be the best dad at the best time. And really, I think you're talking about harmony. It kind of, it goes ebbs and flows, right? Yeah. Um, and and if you think about it from a military sp- perspective, I was horrible at land nav. The <laughs> Air Force does land nav. You guys have more technology. We had GPS on our <laughs> fire GPS trucks. Yeah, we, we have the land nav. Oh, just- so like we used to have the azimuth like on your compass. <laughs> yeah, and so it's like it's good because you have these buckets. You have your Y, and as you're veering off the path, you're like, no, I need to get my azimuth checked. right. And so it's a good reminder that that's really how you're balancing is you're constantly like calibrating. Because it takes time, like you said. It's not it's not like you're gonna cause you know in the military we want things no later than this time, yeah, right? You yeah, were S P. Yeah, R N L T D Yeah. And and we're used to like those expectations, but in the civilian world, it's just not it's gonna come when it comes. Correct. Man, so no, I love it. Now, we we talked about so many things. And one of the themes I hear is that you're always, what's the next initiative? Like what, how can I keep, you know, amplifying my buckets or or helping the military community? So we're in 2024. We, we just, the market took a huge pivot. Are you thinking of any initiatives in 2024? Are you just going to keep amplifying the ones you've already done?
1: (laughs) So, yeah, there's one initiative we'll push towards, um, but it's really amplifying those. Amplifying the ones we got going on. Mill estate needs to needs to grow. Like I said, we're at 107, I think, agents right now. Um, me and my coach sat down the other day, and we've got a 300-person target by the end of 2024. Um, I don't think it's not. I don't. In my head, nothing's you know impossible. So, I um, again, if we just like you said with the balance and stuff, you just move some things, and now I put more focus into into that bucket, but yeah, it's really that, man. I want personally to come out of production and then have the team run. Um, Hero Health Project, it, it's exciting because if we could open our gym here for free, right, and we fund it for free totally, it, that's a scalable thing. So I can then say, hey, we've got a lot of veterans and you know people in Tampa or Orlando or Miami or wherever we wanna go, <clears throat> find people who wanna invest in going on a gym. We own the gym now and we do the same thing. So 2024, we can go from one to five or 10 relatively quickly. We already have realtors everywhere that are already veterans, already working in that space. So the Hero Health project would be our our main focus, like getting ours fully funded and then seeing where that kind of goes. And then mill estate, like I said, we'll we'll push pretty heavy with that. Wow. Uh,
0: And I love how you're, you're giving quantifiable like goals. You're literally putting numbers to it and getting those 300 people is going to happen, especially after they listen to this podcast uh, about everything you've just literally invested in. Uh, Love the scalability because you're right. Like, veterans, fitness, real estate, oh, that's everywhere. Oh, yeah, dude. And so you that's definitely gonna happen. So if you're listening and you definitely wanna be part of something big, you need to contact Clint. Now, besides those initiatives, right? You know, I always tell people, I'm gonna die at the closing table and just that's where I'm gonna end it, right? Right. Because I love real estate. I love doing all these initiatives too. But what legacy, right? Because at the end of the day, we're going to be a memory to a lot of people. Correct. And so do you, do you have anything specific that you want to yeah. leave behind, not just in real estate or the initiatives you're doing, but like your generations? You talk a lot about your daughter. Anything that you can bestow on our audience? It's
1: nothing too crazy, man, but it's literally, you know, the legacy is, you know, what what do people know us for? Right? What did we leave behind? And what does somebody think about Clint when they think about Clint? Right. For it's changed over time. I don't think I really understood kind of growing up what that legacy thing meant. I'm like, oh, he's really good at softball. You know? <laughs> he's a really good CrossFitter. Um, for me, I just want people to know that I, like, I care more than I – I give more than I take type of deal, like I care, right? And the majority of that care is in our veteran community. I care about everybody as a whole. Like you could ask anybody then. I'll do most anything for anyone. But like I just want people to know that the organizations and the things that we built were for other people. Right, if we have the Hero Health Project and we got 50 gyms all over the nation and not a single veteran's paying for that, and then it was me and my wife that did that. <clears throat> like that's the legacy that we want. Like we give and give and give. Um, we talk in business to a lot of people, or at least I do. You know, they're like, how do you you give so much? You're, for American Dream TV, I'm currently doing a reel for 300 agents inside of there, it's ridiculous. I'm like, I'll do it. Hey, who wants to make a reel real quick, right? Like I have time. It's literally three or 400 agents are in there and they're just sending me their videos. I'm like, sweet man, I'll get my video, gotta compress it. And then they're like, how do you want, like the how and the why behind it? I'm like, well, because I love to, like I am literally am a giver at heart and I love giving. We have time, like we can give that. It doesn't cost anything, right? The gym ultimately costs, but it's the time behind all of it that we can give. So my legacy is, it's, it's that man. What did Clint do for our veterans, our community, our, <clears throat> our things, our kids, you know i suspect my legacy would be a little bit different for my daughter will leave behind all the the things but again legacy has changed over time and now it's a much bigger picture for me and we don't know a lot of things but i know now that the more that i have the more that i can do right if i can make 10 million dollars next year i can't even fathom the amount of things i can give and do with that 10 million to then flip it and make 50 or 100 million and like i said now we just have gyms everywhere and they're totally free and they're funded by this big real estate team or group, and guess what? Those guys are all veterans. So now we're helping them with their jobs and their families inside of their communities, right? So that's kind of the the legacy and a long spill of legacy. Oftentimes, it's a short answer, but um, that's ultimately my legacy for sure. Is what do we end up leaving behind, man? Like, what do people say about Clint when when he ain't here no more?
0: No, it's it's right on the money because you know when I think of that saying, like what do people think about you when you're gone? It's like I think about my grandparents, yeah. right? When They're people like, say about your dad, like, yeah, hey, he was a great man. Yeah. And I'm like, that's all
1: I care about. Like, that's I just want I care, somebody yeah. to be like, Clint was a great that's dude. That's it, right? Nailed it.
0: And uh, so that's that's spot on. I think that's almost a universal, everyone should have that. Correct. And if they don't, then then what are you really leaving for? Yeah. Um, lo- I love, I've, I've been taking all these notes about all your sayings here. Uh, if I have more, then I can do more. Right. And so yeah. that's that's a that's an amazing concept, because in the beginning, we're all like go getters. Right. I'm going to go get this. I'm gonna go yeah. Get this, right. Yeah, yeah. But you're really talking. Go give her. Yeah. Flip yeah. it. Right. I'm going to yeah. go get it. I'm going to get it.
1: But I'm going to give it. Like, yeah. How much can I get so that I can give more?
0: Love it. Love it. So where could the people find you? What's the <clears> best, <throat> best way to reach you?
1: Uh, <laughs> uh, there's a bunch of different um my phone is fairly simple if somebody wanted to call and talk about any of that stuff. It's just 530-844-2559. Um, our website's just www.clintjordan.com. So super easy on the CrossFit, CrossFit Bonnie Clyde. Like, yeah. here, yeah, just my number. Just call me. Yeah,
0: I would <laughs> recommend just go do a wad with him. First. Yeah, just come to the gym on
1: a Saturday. It's the best day ever. Totally free. So come and then, on out.
0: And then, and then continue on. But no. Clint, go-giver Jordan. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate this. Thank you for investing in duty on a real estate. This has been an incredible episode, and I can't wait for more people to hear your story.
1: No, man, I love it. And thank you for the opportunity, dude. I wasn't, you reached out the other day, and I'm like, again, get in the door, dude. No matter what it is, get in the door. door. So I'm like, man, I appreciate the opportunity. Appreciate what you guys do for the community as well, and then this podcast is going to be dope. It is. Yeah, good for you, man. Let's
0: do it.